And away we go. It is the nightcap right here on BearcatJournal.com, brought to you as always by our good friends at Galactic Fried Chicken. Visit www.galacticfriedchicken.com. Download the app for Android, iPhone, everything Galactic. Stop down and see our guy Shane and tell him to pump it up. Save yourself 15% off your fried chicken, your tendies, your dippers, uh, all the great sides, all the great appetizers. Maybe have yourself a, uh, a cold beverage while you're there as well. And if not, they will bring it to you pretty much everywhere in the 275 loop. Just order from the app and you will get your galactic fried chicken fix. All right, Aaron. Bearcats played tonight. They did. It was a bit of a slog. It was. 69-58. Nice. I posted this on Twitter. You did. This is uh, This was a game where one team was embarrassed on Monday night and they played like they were embarrassed on Monday night sure. and the other team won easily on Monday night and played like they thought the rest of the season was going to be easy and they finally in the final 10 minutes of the game the Bearcats were able to kind of buckle down and, and make things happen um, to, to get a little separation and get a victory. Uh, but this is, as Wes Miller said at the end of the game, this is one that they are going to have a lot on tape that is going to make them not so happy. So we talk about this often with football, this season in particular, uh, where I wouldn't want to be in some of these meetings with Coach Luke Fickle. <laughs> uh, we've entered that realm now with Wes Miller, where after tonight, I wouldn't want to be in that meeting room. Watching tape tomorrow is not going to be fun. No. Watching tape tomorrow is not going to be fun at all because, let's be honest, defensively, they were bad for most of the game. Most the of the game. A large majority of the game. They were bad. Th they there did were, manage. There were highlights. The yeah. They did manage at the end to get things going. Uh, I think from like the seven, eight-minute mark until the two-minute mark when they hit a couple – they threw up a couple threes – they were like one of their last 13. And that's you will you not you will not be able to wear a team down the way they wore Cleveland State down often in conference. Um no, you will just if you've got as much not depth the, as they've got. Not the good ones. Houston, no. But here's right. the problem here. I don't know that out of Houston, outside of Houston, there are any good ones in this league. So fair enough. <laughs> They their depth is going to be an advantage. I, I, and they I, wore Cleveland State down. Obviously, we were also worried about Maui. It's, that's upcoming. Yeah, but um, you, you cannot win. You cannot win playing the way they did tonight in Maui. No, and especially, I mean, we'll worry about Maui when it's time to worry about Maui. It's but coming up um, quick. Yeah, uh, Cleveland State in the first half. Just got a lot of what they wanted. I mean, they had 18 points uh, in the paint. 18 of their 29 points were in the paint. Um, they had three dunks. They they kind of dictated the um, the feel, the flow, the way the game was played. And you know, some of that was uh, UC was obviously cold. They were cold for the entire game. Um, <laughs> they did manage to make three threes in the first half. Um, they only made one. One for twelve in the second half, I think it was. Woof. Yeah, one one for twelve from three in the second half. Um, but Cincinnati let Cleveland State be the aggressor 
And while Cincinnati was the better team, and they got up, I think, did they get up by nine? I think they got up by nine at one point uh, in the first half. Um, but they didn't do what they needed to do to put Cleveland State away early. You know, you, you get that nine-point lead in the first half, even if you're not playing well. They hit a couple threes. They they pushed the lead out to nine. And then they went flat again. And Cleveland State was able to get a little 4-0 run to cut it back to five. And they gained some momentum. And next thing you know, one-point game at halftime. You give the other team some confidence. They come out. They take a lead a little bit early in the second half. Um, I thought what what really helped to swing things in UC's favor was that quick timeout in the second half. Um, Cleveland State still battled and hung around for the next five or six minutes. But I thought that snapped them out of it a little bit. They went on a 7-0 run right after that timeout. Um, I think took a five-point lead. I, I don't know if they ever gave the lead back up after that. Um, but it, what did we talk about were going to be concerns for this team coming in? Defense. Rebounding. Rebounding. Rim protection. The rim protection was glaring through the first 25, 30 minutes of this game. Jarrett Hensley – was embarrassed on that dunk. My goodness. Yeah, I mean that happens sometimes. I I get it, but that was that, that like was a jump. That's why when Vic gave up that that pass where he he went as the help defense, yeah. left his guy standing wide open. Vic was like, "Go ahead." Well, I just felt like that was a tone setter for the game, though. That was early on, and that hyped up Cleveland State. Like we 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 can do this. Yeah, but they were – I don't think it changed anything from the way that they – they had played that way from the jump. Sure. They, they, it was just, they, that was an exclamation point, though. Sure. But they had clearly decided we played light. We were soft on Monday. We're not going to be soft again today. I also um, wonder how often we're going to see Landers Nolly that off. He was off tonight. Uh, he had a couple, the, a couple tough baseline jumpers. Um, he still managed to get 16, but he definitely did not have the full arsenal flowing. And I and I think part of that, he didn't pass it particularly well. He made a, a few bad passes. Um, he was not seeing the floor the way he normally sees the floor. And that opens up his offense. I think when he when he gets in a rhythm handling the ball and passing, I think that opens up his offense. And I think because he wasn't really in a flow, it felt like he forced some things. Did it feel like he forced some things to you? Watching it, I mean, sure. I mean, you put up 14 shots and you only make five of them. You only you missed all five of your threes. Um, yeah. He helped himself at the line, certainly, going six sure. for six. And that that a lot of that was in the second half, I feel like, uh, as he got a, more, a little more aggressive going to the rim. Um, but again, I, I don't expect to see a ton of performances where he goes five of 14. Oh, yeah. Five I, from three. I asked Dave about this um, in part because I wanted to hear what he had to say. So I, for what a talking point for us tonight, I didn't think early in the game, Cleveland state was being very aggressive defensively. And I didn't think they made them pay for that. Um, you know, they were jumping at jumping at shots Guys weren't pump faking. You know, they were overplaying ball handlers. They were overplaying passing lanes. And, and that's what a team does when they're trying to be the aggressor, right? When they're trying to 
uh, frustrate you and take you out of what you want to do. Cincinnati allowed that to happen in the first half. I, I thought in the second half they didn't. They did a better job getting Cleveland State up in the air, um, getting them you know off balance, and that's when they really – I mean, if you look at it, Aaron – um, it's a, it's an 11 point game. Cincinnati was 17 of 22 from the line. Cleveland state was seven of nine, 10 point Love difference that. In free throws. Love that. 10 point difference in free throws was the difference in the game. But if you go to the first half, um, Cincinnati was only five of six from the line. Yeah. So they, they didn't do a great job getting to the line in the first half. Um, but, but they definitely did. Uh, getting there, what, 16 times and going 12 of 16 in the second half. Mm-hmm. So that that was a big difference for me is they, they finally figured out a way to penalize Cleveland State for trying to be the aggressor. I know one of the things we talked about with Chaminade was how well they passed the ball, how well they were unselfish with the ball, and we were excited about that in particular in something that we had not seen in quite a while coming sure. from a, a Cincinnati Bearcats team. And to only finish today's game with 13, it seemed like they got deep in the shot clock more often than yeah. – certainly more often than we saw with Chaminade, uh, but more often than you would like to see. And it seemed like they were kind of getting back into what we saw all too often last season where the play call breaks down and they don't know what to do with the ball as the play clock continues to run. So I don't know. I, that That was a little concerning to me. Yeah, and that's what happens when a team is overly aggressive. Like I said, the way they were playing the ball, the way they were playing ball screens, the way they were playing passing lanes, they were trying to, like obviously they saw on tape what they did to Chaminade. They were trying to take that ball movement away. Mm-hmm. And I thought Cincinnati didn't do a good enough job making them pay for it. We didn't see a lot of the extra pass. Um, no, no. Now, what I will say. Or you saw it and it was – stolen yeah they 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 did have a stretch and that was like the the stretch from the final media timeout to the timeout the final media timeout of the first half to the timeout west called uh early in the second half i think they had five or six turnovers you also didn't score the last 240 of the first well, half yeah because it's hard to score when you turn it over every possession Courtesy Justin Williams for that stat. I didn't know it until I saw it on Twitter. Um, and then I, I don't think they scored for damn near what the first what minute, minute and a half. Damn the near the first minute. That's that's a lot. Well, I mean, I mean, that's you're looking <laughs> at almost one possession, right? But you're looking at almost four minutes of of no score ball at that point from yeah. the end of the first half into the second half. They ste- they scored on their second possession of the second half. Um, okay. The first one was the turnover by Micah uh, that they went down, missed the layup, and then um, scored off the, the – I was, I was only saying damn near because we it was it was an extension of the first half. Like, I know. That's I a know. long time to not score in a 40-minute game. Well, and, and it's because they turned it over five or six times. I'd have to right. go back and look. And I know – I think it was four – it was four or five at the end of the first half, and then Micah came out and turned it over on the first possession of the second. Um but then turnovers, they only had eight for the game. So they had it was five of them in a very small window right. and only three the rest of the game. Now, um, was tonight ahead. the first time that 
you well, obviously you hadn't heard, but the first time in a presser that Victor Lockin's been available, I've never he, heard him talk. We've we've you've been able to talk to him, but not on camera. Okay. This was, I think, the first availability where he he's snarky as shit, and I'm here oh, for it. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. He he was asked about his first double double. He's like, yeah, you know, people like to forget that I had a double double against Bryant. <laughs> he knew. He had receipts. He was, he was coming. <laughs> he had receipts. <laughs> you know, like that kind of like you did. Is this it, my favorite? Was I, I asked him about the full off season. Yeah. And he was like, well, I thought it wasn't a big deal. Like, I thought I was I, good enough. I thought I was good enough. I don't need a full offseason. What are you talking about? I don't need a full offseason. And it, it turned out it, it was definitely needed. Yeah. I mean, it was it was great to hear that level of, like, intelligence and humility from him. I thought it was fantastic to get a glimpse at his personality. Like, we've yeah, seen he's it. He's got yeah. a lot of personality. We've seen some of his personality on social media, especially with, like, the toilet shot that he did last yeah. year and all yeah. that. But... But to actually get to hear him and to see, like, oh, you are a snarky, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I really hope he can become one of the main cogs on this team going forward because I want many, many, many more Victor Lockin post game press conferences. And he had a hell of a night: six of seven from the field, two or three from from the line, five offensive rebounds, which was huge. Yep. Uh, seven defensive rebounds, twelve total. Only one foul. Um, I know I got a little nervous when he got that first one. I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, here we go. Um, but uh, his court awareness has gotten so far from what we've seen has been a lot better than than a year ago. Three blocks, 23 minutes. Well done, Vic. Well done. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that that worries me is it, it, I know people are hard on JD. I get it, but this is why. Because Cleveland State, as often as they could, took Tristan Inaruna. I think that's how you say his name, Inaruna. Yeah. Um, and and found a way to get Inaruna on Davenport. They threw him the ball, and he went right at him. He did it with Skillings. Oh, he well. frustrated the hell out of him. Yeah, you you could see it in his body language. Yeah, because that's it was get to the point. Get the ball, get to the rim, put it in over Vic. And uh, what we found out is, you know, Inaruna, if you don't know, it was at, I believe, Kansas and Iowa State. They did Stretcher. mention that in the broadcast, yeah. You found out why he's not there anymore. Um, and why he's at Cleveland State, because he got to where he wanted at will, but he was only 7 of 19 from the floor, taking a lot of shots that were within five feet, seven feet. Um, if he would have played better, this thing could have been dangerous. But that is, look, that is on tape. Everybody knows it. JD did better at the end of the game. Uh, he got a stop, forced him to go to an awkward kind of like left hand um, coming across the lane shot that they got a stop on. And then he had the play where he went out of bounds, saved the ball, went out of bounds. And then, and then came back the in holy for a hell block. Yeah, yeah. He, like he picked it up at the end of the game. But teams are going to continue attacking him, and and I think they're gonna like. I think they're gonna do the same with Dan when Dan's in. Unfortunately, right now because he's just he he's got so much that's already in his bag offensively, but defensively, 
teams are going to come at him. He's a freshman. He's skinny. Like, they're going to come at him. Interesting you bring up Dan because that was the next point I wanted to make. Uh, obviously, you had John Newman out. Uh, apparently, is a knee injury. Um, I'm worried about a little bit about this. Well, that said, you saw obviously escalated minutes for both Dan Skillings and Jarrett Hensley. Um, there were there were some some highs and lows for both. Yeah. Um, Hensley, it feels like Hensley, he, he'll have a moment where he shines and then he'll go back to the other end of the court and you're wondering like, what the hell are you doing, man? He's um, kind of a bull in a china shop still. It's interesting to see his rebounding take where he doesn't go up two hands. He goes up volleyballing, volleyballing, volleyballing. There, there it is. Yeah. I'm struggling, struggling with that. Um, but you're going to practice that. So you're going to get some reps in tonight in front of the mirror. Apparently. Volleyballing, volleyballing, volleyballing. Well, I was going to try and say like volleyballing, and that wasn't the word. That's Yeah, that's not what you were yeah. looking for. Um, but he, I don't I don't know why he can't go up two hands. Like, I feel like it bit him more than once tonight in trying yeah. to do that where they just stopped it. And like, that's my rebound. Thanks. Um, but he also had some moments where he looked really good. So... I think with Jared, a lot of it's going to be confidence. The more you get him out here, the, out there, we saw it last year, right? Like at the, towards the end of the season, absolutely. When he when he started to get some confidence, then he started to come on. I think with him, that's and, until he fully believes, like you know, I'm a guy that that can be out here and, and be a factor. Um, I think you're going to have to continue working towards, you know, him him believing in himself. I guess is the right way to put it. Kalu looked a little lost tonight. Yeah, I he, he he's got to get in a little bit of, of a nasty streak. Like I I just felt like I, I don't want to say it was a moment was too big or anything like that. Um, but I just felt like he was all over the place. Like yeah. he couldn't contain his energy. I think he's a guy that's that's more comfortable as an offensive guy, and he's not gotten that part of his game going yet. Okay. And like then you start to wonder, you know, am I am I a fit on this team? Am I a fit at this level? I'm sure it's frustrating, um, you know, getting nine minutes a game, nine minutes, eight, um, uh, eight no, fifty-five. You're right. you're right. It was nine. Yeah. Um, Odie had eight, and Kalu. I was had I was looking nine. at plus minus. It's fine. Okay. Um, I, I don't think he played. Different line. <laughs> I don't think he played terribly, but he definitely is not. Again, game two. Um, yeah, yeah. Like a, a guy like Landers, these Nally are these always, are all knee jerk reactions. I get a guy like Landers Nally is almost always going to play with confidence. Why? Because he's played three full seasons of basketball at a high level. Yeah, Kalu has played a lot, but it was at Old Dominion. Like it's and, and you're different. on a new team. You're, you're trying to make an impression on your new team. That confidence, I don't. I don't see him playing with confidence yet. It would be a disservice if we didn't talk about the job that David DeJulius did tonight. He yeah. was as about efficient as you could ever hope for. Nine shots, 16 points. There's money from the line outside of one bad trip. Um, assist leader at six. Uh, two for two from three, six of yeah. eight from the line. It was great. Chipped in three rebounds. And they were, they were running – at him like it was last year. At one point, he was triple teamed yeah, under the under were, the rim. He was triple teamed. They were treating him like it was a scouting report from a year ago. And guess what? Why wouldn't you? Landers, 
because you had Vic who played really well. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati was able to make them pay for that. That created a little space for Dave and that allowed Dave to get going. That's I mean, Landers went, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say it was a frustrating game to watch. Obviously you're happy with the win, but I would, I, this is why you played these types of teams early on, right? You want to figure out what you have. You want to figure out what you need to improve upon. And I think that this particular game, especially as opposed to Shamanad, had probably a thousand learning moments. And look, Cleveland State, yes, they lost to Notre Dame. No, Academy. Not Notre Dame, Notre Dame Academy, whatever. <laughs> but that's a, a program that has won a crap ton of games over the past couple of years with Dennis Gates. They've got a new coach. They're they're building in a new culture, a new system. But there's guys there that have won, right? Like there's a dude from Kansas on their team. Like Kansas Dennis, went after him. Dennis Gates was a prominent name in the Cincinnati coaching search when Wes Miller was hired. Correct. Why? Because he did a great job at Cleveland State. Now he's at Missouri. He's coaching in the SEC. Why? Because he did a great job at Cleveland State. Correct. So they've got winning is is in their DNA. And they weren't just going to roll over and die. No. Because they were terrible on Monday to open the season. So you got their best shot. Um, the other thing, this team's going to need more from point guard. I, I was – this is one of the more frustrating games that I've watched from – Mike Adams Woods in his career. He didn't do a whole lot. Three points, nope. one of four from the floor, two assists, two rebounds. And ob- obviously he's trying to refigure out for the fourth time in his career what his role sure. is because it's not really defined. You got but Aaron combined 41 minutes. 41 minutes. Between him between and Tennessee. Tennessee and Mike Adams Woods. 41 minutes. Three points. Uh, one of six from the floor, 0 of four from three. Uh, Micah got to the free throw line once. Uh, Micah had two rebounds. Rob had two rebounds. Uh, Micah had two assists. Rob didn't have an assist. Um, th- that position has to be better. Well, you have to get more. Uh, Micah had one steal. Rob didn't have a steal. Like, at, you have to be some, better. You have to be better. At some point, it's going to come down to if this doesn't, if this does not get better, at some point, Dave it's going to come. It's going to come down to we're we're done trying to fit square peg round hole, and Davis and Dave's going to get guard. twenty minutes a night at point guard, and you guys can split the other twenty minutes, or Dave's going to get seventeen minutes at point guard and ten minutes at two guard, whatever. Yep. Um, they, they have to be better, and, and against a a program like Cleveland State, you need those two guys with the ball in their hands to be better. All right, we've we've gone longer than expected, but uh, player of the game, um, Vic, Dave. Vic or Dave? I mean, it's it's close on both of them. It is. Um, That's why they were both at the at the podium yeah. there at the at the end. Just because I'm going to go Vic. Dave Dave has been player of the game a lot, a lot. Fair. A lot, a lot. What, what's your play of the game? My play of the game, um, probably the Nolly dunk. Not the not not the oops. I don't know if I don't know if I'm going oops at the end or his his first dunk of the game. Yeah. Either one. I mean, you take your pick. They were good. Yeah. That was that was those were probably uh, definitely 
Probably definitely at the top they're, of the list. They're doing a lot of alley oops, though. I think I tallied what four in the game. Yeah, if you're, and, count, and if you're counting the the layup, the layup oops. yeah, the yeah. Dane just didn't. They didn't get the timing right on that one, so Landers just laid it in. Um, yeah, bad problem to have. Yeah. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, we will have uh, football tomorrow night. Bearcats and the Pirates. Um, I'm on radio again, three to six tomorrow, three to five thirty tomorrow for Mo. So check that out if you can, and then uh, we will see everybody at Nippert Stadium. That's the nightcap. Thanks to Galactic Fried Chicken. See you tomorrow right here on BearcatJournal.com. See ya!